Shachtan, an Indo Askelige. Time in Mon Iruk the Yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligum, a Machan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestian Echo. Vien Talam again Omgrev, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. Yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranla, called but of a gun put into the back of your skull, that's a moment where you go, okay, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm Not Here to Hurt You, a brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to The Big Tech Show. I'm Adrian Weckler, the technology editor of the Irish and Sunday Independent. And today in studio, I'm joined by Jamie Heaslip of Leinster and Ireland. And we're going to talk about all things tech. Uh, We're going to talk about his investments. We're going to talk about cryptocurrency, uh, venture capital, Apple, Google, Facebook, the fate of uh, sports stars who go on to uh, invest in businesses when their careers are over and much, much more. But first, Jamie Heaslip, you're going to tell me what's hot in tech. <laughs> um, well, I came in with my notepad because I'm going to take notes off you. Not what? just, no, <laughs> you, you came in with an iPad Pro, a 13-inch giant iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil. Yeah, yeah, I have a problem. You're one, yeah, you're one of the 5% to 10% of iPad Pro users uses a pencil. Why, why do you use a pencil? Um, oh, you know, we were talking about this before we got going. Uh See, I, I, I really like, I have a uh, MacBook Pro at home and I tried it, the previous iPads out before and mm-hmm. they were great and all, but I kept saying, I kept finding myself when I needed to do, you know, a batch of emails or notes or whatever, I kept coming back to, it was either my phone mm-hmm. or my MacBook Pro for heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. Then this came out and the pen came out and um, like, you know, I had a little notepad and I just found that you know, between using notes on my phone and taking pictures of the notepad and then using, I use Evernote quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Um, I just found that this was, I, I used the pen, I trialed it a couple of times in the different shops and all that, and I just found this really, really effective. So I'm guessing you're the kind of guy then that, that likes PDFs, maybe? PDF documents? You like signing things physically on Yeah, documents? I mean, I mean, before that, I would have used DocuSign or something like right. that. Um Right. And I still have that, but um, yeah. This Do you is not find it kind of frustrating that a lot of shops and businesses don't seem to take DocuSign? I use DocuSign a little bit, but sometimes yeah. I'll have to sign like NDAs for new product announcements uh, or other stuff like that. And the amount of companies that still ask you to fax something back to them. Yeah, or they won't take like a lot of the banks or insurance companies. Yeah. I mean, they'll take a scanned copy, i.e. a PDF that you've electrically signed, but you still have to send a physical copy that you have put ink on. And, and what is a scanned copy? A scanned copy, <laughs> I had this big, huge thing recently with a company where 
they wanted a they wanted a scanned copy back, and I said, "Okay, well, can I take a photo of it with my phone? Can I print it out, uh, sign it, take a photo, and send it back to you?" No, it has to be a scan. Okay, but a scan basically is a photo picture. of is a picture, <laughs> and they said, "No, it has to be a scan." So I went ahead and just took the picture of the signed thing, and, I, and there you go. I scanned it and sent it back. Yeah, that's fine. You know. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> now we go into that. But no, but yeah, I, I'm 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 a big fan, and and I. I uh, all that kind of stuff, I think that you know, they're, they're machines that just take a while to turn. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, yeah, and um, some people lean into it straight away and go for it. Others don't. Um, you know, if it's not using DocuSign or signing, you know, e-signatures um, or issuing. I'm, there's a company that I'm involved with. Issued e-shares as opposed to electronic shares, oh, as yeah. opposed to uh, electronic share cert. Yeah, as opposed to actual paper mm-hmm. um which i found nice and clean and yeah well talk of leaning in you 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 lean in a little bit because you 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 know it's fairly well known you're you're an investor in a, in a couple of companies yeah some yeah of them yeah with, with i mean tech. it was and but like it, it i think you i mean you you've got people who, who are kind of first adopters and then the majority kind of come on board and then you have everyone else who's kind of last at the party really and um sometimes early adopters you get burned because mm-hmm. um, people will learn from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you're kind of remixing someone else's idea. But either way, um, I, I'm yeah, I tend to be a guy that has no problem leaning in and trying something out. And you've been uh, burnt yet? Have I been burnt yet? No, I've been lucky in. Um, oh, I've definitely I've tried a lot of different things. Um, I like one of your companies. One of the companies you invest in is a company called Pointy. Yeah, well, they're the ones who actually issued the, oh, yeah. the shares in an e-search. Yeah. yeah. I quite like what they do. I remember trying out their service two years ago, I think, when it just came out, yeah. where they were just starting to ramp. And Pointy is a company, its basic service is it works on the premise that you're looking for something, but you can't find it online. And it works with retailers and shops. So if you want Sellotape, for example, Sellotape is not something that a lot of uh, uh, shops would list, and more importantly, smaller shops wouldn't. Yeah, local shops. I think is they the won't. Main thing. They yeah. won't have necessarily a website. Yeah. And this is an interface um, software. It's a stock tracking system, essentially. Right. It, yeah. Yeah. It kinda, am I describing it, uses, it right? It uses that tech. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it it simplifies going digital, for want of a better word, mm-hmm. for a small, you know, an SME business. You mm-hmm. know, think of that. We, we, you know, Ireland has been a great market for us to to. Uh, grow the idea and kind of lay a good foundation and now they are they are growing really really fast in america now but uh, they just landed a nice round of funding didn't they a few million uh, yeah, yeah yeah and uh, but but the idea which allowed them to to really kind of go hard at it but it's, there's so many different company um little businesses and you know middle of nowhere that are really benefiting off this because they probably don't have the time or the resource to generate their own web page to worry about you know, optimizing for uh, you know their SEO for for Google and all that sort, and this and takes also, care of it all. Essentially, it solves a real problem image. for people because there are things. There used to be shops in Dublin, for example, like Cleary's, and then there was what what's where Debenhams was now. It was um, Cash's Moons, Todd's, and what was the other one? What was the one on Henry Street? Yeah, I used to always go there whenever I wanted to buy like a scissors or. <laughs> Or what was it called? Um, the, the opposite uh, Arnott's. Opposite Arnott's. Then the Jervis Centre or something? No, no. It was before the Jervis. Probably before your time, actually. Anyway, <laughs> but there are a lot of shops. Like, say you want to, 
you know, you're, you want a, a pair of rubber gloves, for example. Yeah. Now, you go to a hardware store, but a lot of the time you'll think something like, uh, oh, do you know what? I bet you Lidl might have that or Aldi might have. You know that aisle in the middle of Aldi? where it's like a time, it's a time, they have everything. (laughs) Like you can, they've got like motherboards for your, for your first coding project beside gardening gloves and like waterproof fishing trousers or something, you know. But actually what Pointy does, as far as I can tell is, uh, you can actually search for things like that and there might be a hardware shop locally. Yeah, yeah. That has that product there. that's right yeah and i mean i think that's the, that's one of the big things where it's helping local businesses as well mm. um it's ironic i'm actually reading um the book by brad stone on jeff bezos and amazon right now mm. and uh you know he's like the everything store he wants everything online and and that but it, it just i mean it takes away a little bit from 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 local businesses um and that's going to be the constant battle you know david versus goliath i suppose and uh, yeah. g- going forward um and this is kind of empowering um, local businesses as well with, with, with random stuff that you're mm-hmm. looking for as well as, you know, kind of normal hardware. So whatever sc- yeah. y- you need, literally whatever. Um, but it's just so easy. You know, the, 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 the shopkeeper plugs it in mm. um, and they just keep scanning like they normally would. And we find like, you know, um, Mark and the team in there are all geniuses in my book, um, and they are able to come up the software that finds the image. How did you find them? Online. Or did they pitch to you, or did you find them? Or no, I've had a, I've made a great pal, and you probably know him, uh, Paul Hayes. Oh, it's, yeah. it's hard not to know Paul, the jester of the Irish tech scene. <laughs> if you ever want, by the way, any listeners, if you're ever looking to uh, host something or get an MC for something, who He's, will? Both yeah. embarrass and entertain wildly everybody <laughs> All in the, at the room. Same Paul, time. Paul Hayes is your man. Yeah, and, and I've been through a couple of things with Paul. I got to know Paul, and, and um, I've just moved out of Rathmines, but I lived in Rathmines for for a good few years. And, and Paul lives down there as well, and we'd we'd hang out in like two fifty square was our kind of local, mm. and we'd sit there having co- drinking coffee, smoking coffee, just chatting, and um, you know, every so often he would you know, bring me along to an event and I'd meet someone and he'd introduce me or all that sort of thing. And, and you know the way Dublin's a village and kind of cross path with, with Mark and his team there and point to what they were at, at a really, really early stage mm-hmm. at, um, you know, when they were still in the IFC just around the corner from us. And uh, I really liked the idea. I really liked the simple idea. I really liked how, I like ideas that, you know, effectively that you, you build once mm-hmm. and then let, let it like it's built so for scale then yeah built for scale you know and what i mean you think, and, did you and think gets better and better and better as they amass more information mm. and make it the product better and, and serve serve a purpose for people you know mm. what i mean and I, I like things that just you know disrupt how make life easier for people i suppose mm. is a better word and it's funny with pointy i it doesn't strike me as something as being disruptive and because it there's no service that it's really disrupting. It's more of an additive thing, right? It's um, adding to the cake, making the cake bigger. Yeah, sorry, it's, right? it's not. Yeah, you're right. It's not. It's not. Mm. It's not taking away from anyone. Mm. Um, I mean, it's adding. It's adding valuable business to a local shop as opposed to maybe a, a pure online retailer. Yeah. Um, and at least it's local, like you said, because I, I was looking at the stats recently for Irish retail, and the online retail is flying at 80 yeah. percent up, but about three quarters of that goes outside the. It's it's country. tough. It, it's, yeah. If you have a local business, it's it's yeah. it's tough. I mean, you know, I did like you know, I did the majority of my shopping online yeah. uh, coming into Christmas, mm-hmm. 
um, for all sorts of different reasons. Now, no, we use Pointy as well to get guess. some kind of... Boohoo.com. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you're... I'd be lucky if I could find anything that fits me in that. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and when you were, like, when you met those guys, were you thinking to yourselves, because it was a very early stage, I'm going to take a risk here or, you know... I just like the sound <laughs> of this, or what? Um, what? Like, I like the idea. I like investing in teams. Okay. Um, I like good team. I like. I mean, I always what I know is sport, and I know um, the importance of having a good team, a good team dynamic, having strong values around the team, and a really strong culture, and th- that being kind of um, constant and and let's say uh, an ambitious purpose mm-hmm. uh, to strive for. Um, that's kind of broken down through your values and then you action your values. I mean, that's I think that's the basis of what's his name's book, uh, Daniel Pink. Was it Daniel Pink? Uh, what's the guy who wrote? Shirt guy. Start with why. Um, I can't. Well, why Combinator? No. No, 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 no. I, Sorry. I, I can't remember his name. I'm going to make a head. third wildly inaccurate guess now. Any minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's. Um, so you're not averse to taking a punt, basically. Uh, no, but by that stage now, I had done a few of them. Right. And not that I was any sort of expert in it. Mm. I, 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 I had, I knew how to structure things maybe a little bit better than right. when I first started out. And um, you know, they were the really early stage as well. And and a lot of these companies, I mean, you know, it, it's not always necessarily, you know, money that mm. that that they need. Sometimes they need profiles. Sometimes they need guidance on on they need a network or they need uh, mm-hmm. a bit of guidance on culture or values or as they build out the team you know they're building out their team now and they're starting to get to a size where um, it can become challenging to make sure everyone's you know you've got different kind of departments and keeping them all in the right way um, you know that's the same actually another company involved with Kitman Labs is literally around the corner Kitman from Labs, yeah, yeah so they're literally Kit- around the corner yeah so Kitman Labs for uh, listeners who haven't come across that company uh, is uh, basically are almost writing the book and have been for a few years on uh, uh, sports metrics, technology, uh, football, injury rugby, yeah. ring, injury prevention, a uh, combination of sensors and software and analytics. Um, a lot of machine learning. Yeah. Um, I know like AI you can would basically be ho- can, can, can tell when, it, when a player... Even I didn't even have to go out in a pitch. They can somebody in studio can jump up and down and do various. Yeah, things, I mean right? we we like I mean again that's something that we, you know it's you're kind of first to, first to market or yeah. you're well there's only a few people other other people probably in that market space but so a lot of learning has to go on and a lot of kind of like you were, you're 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 failing fast you're learning really really fast. So you you were an investor in that company. company uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was the first. Uh, well, I did, I invested in a restaurant first. Yeah. Um, but that was the first kind of technology mm-hmm. software um, disruptive company that mm-hmm. um, I went with. Well, they're going gangbusters at the moment. Yeah, I mean, well. they're going they're going great. At, they have some tough times, you know, as any startup does. Mm-hmm. But they're going they're going great. And and again, they're out in, uh, the, they're out in Silicon Valley now. Yeah, they, they, Stephen moved out. I think uh, within a year, um, uh, John Malloy from Blue Run Ventures mm-hmm. came yep. in and. Um, Basically, put him up in his house. From yeah, the, yeah, I and I t- well, I stayed in John's house as well, oh, and that was you? not too bad. So I don't feel too bad for Stephen. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, he lived around the corner from Mark Zuckerberg for a, for a couple of weeks. But yeah. And how does that work? Like, how does how is he have a couch big enough to get uh, comfortable? <laughs> Do you have to double up for that? Um, no. When I went out there, I was I was with my uh, my wife and John. Oh, just yeah. he, he was oh, as I say, Stephen moved out. Uh, okay, you're right. <laughs> but um, so John was very kind uh, to, mm. to let us stay. But no, it, it you know, with any of these. I'm kind of looking at um, 
like I said, it's it's all about for me. It's all it's it's more about the people, mm-hmm. like. And, and having a grasp of the idea. And then it, as long as it kind of falls into the categories that I like, like things that are built for scale mm-hmm. and things where people are, are, it's great that it works in Ireland, but like, you know. Kind of work you universally. Know, a yeah. city in the UK is as big as the population here in Ireland. And, you know, so you got to think, you know, is it built for scale? Is it labor intensive? Can you build it once and sell it multiple times? It becomes easier and easier and easier for you. Um, is this what you can see yourself doing over the next 10 to 20 years? Are, are you oh. basically becoming a tech investor? No, uh, no. P- people ask me that the whole time and they think I'm going to go into one of the companies that I'm involved with. I don't think I am, if I was to be honest. Um, they're great and all, but um, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to get into any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in a really, you know, your rugby career, being a professional rugby player is really weird. You're, you're, it's like your whole professional career is kind of... F- you know, inversely flipped. Mm-hmm. So you probably, unless you're really, really lucky, you probably, you know, um, earn your most capital now. Yeah. And then it declines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it might pick up a little bit come the tail end. You know, everyone yeah. starts in their 20s and it just goes, mostly goes mm-hmm. up and up and up and up. You know, we kind of start in our 20s and, you know, then it kind of takes a dip in your 30s and then you're kind of, you're, you're, so you're starting off again. So I'm kind of like, yeah. okay, I have most capital now. What can I do? Mm-hmm. I could put it in a bank, but at the time and still currently, that's probably not the best place for it. Um, if I want to do something with it, Bitcoin. Uh, yeah, well, really. In, oh man, I so I went and I sat in. I was in with Deloitte in their yeah. blockchain lab. Um, oh my god, I had my head blown. Like that stuff. They're I knew about that very seriously. Well, it's blockchain they're taking seriously yeah. rather than Bitcoin. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not whatever about Bitcoin, and I know it's taking a massive drop, and mm-hmm. I think it's. It's taken, a massive, Euro, yeah, it's taken a massive drop. It's still up a thousand percent. Oh, and more yeah. than from this time last year. Yeah, like It's insane. But the, whatever about the different like Ether, Litecoin, Ripple, Bitcoin, mm-hmm. um, whatever about them, it's more for me, it's more as like they might come and go. I, I'm not too sure about them, but some form of them is definitely is staying mm-hmm. and the technology is staying. And this whole idea of the, the transparency that it it can provide mm. and this kind of open book ledger mm-hmm. that can't be altered and if you do alter that that's there saying you altered it yep. um, that whole idea and philosophy and technology I think is going to be really powerful going forward and I can see why a couple of people are not comfortable with it um, yeah. especially when it comes to uh, a type of value exchange as well. That's there, I mean, there are people who make very good arguments against. There are also some entrenched interests who just don't like the idea of it, who, who, who just don't like the disruption that it could bring to their own. Well, I mean, if, I, if I was, you know, I was trying to explain to some of the guys were asking me about it this morning. And I was trying to like, are you, like, are you, are you sort of tech support, no. tech help to somebody? <laughs> no, Ross, uh, Mike Ross used to be the guy. If well, you he's had, very tech savvy. If you had anything wrong with your laptop, yeah. anything wrong mm. with, he was so anti-Apple though, by the way. Was he? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was How all about Android, tech? open oh source. God. He didn't like closed source. Oh, he's a Linux guy, open source? Yeah. Really? Ubuntu? Okay. Um, didn't know there were many of them still around. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Rossi's a rare breed. Um, but no, uh, he was the guy for mm, if you any had a sort hassle. of that. If we went abroad and we wanted to see a game mm. when we were in the middle of France or wherever yeah. we were on tour, he was the guy who sourced that VPN for us. Use? Yeah. Um, but I would, uh, well, no, I'm, I, I suppose I've, I've been the one that's um, kind of put my head above the pulpit and, and, and gone this route of mm. not, you know, and kind of 
investing in different companies, setting up a couple of different companies and, you know, kind of telling guys that when, you know, this is that time that maybe you should think about doing that. I'm not mm. saying you have to do it, but it's yeah. a, a, you know, yeah, you, you need to, if you can, like, if you can generate some sort of passive income post-playing, mm. that's going to help your transition to mm -hmm. whatever it is you want to get into. I was looking up recently uh, some of the ex-Premier League footballers oh. and so what some of them do, and some of them <laughs> have done well. So uh, there was an, uh, uh, a former Everton midfielder, Thomas Gravison. Uh, you might remember him. He was sort of about 15 years ago. Now, he did very well. He invested a lot of his career earnings in a number of businesses, and he he's amassed basically a portfolio worth about a hundred million. So he's done oh, very he's well. He's done very well. He's done very well. now, and and there are others who. Um, uh, so the former Man U Nottingham Forest midfielder, a guy called Neil Webb, he once played for England. He's now a postman. He's now a postman. So uh, you know, it kind of varies from uh, you know from from career uh, to career. Another guy. A former Everton player, and you can tell I looked these up, uh, <laughs> former World Cup winner for England, a guy called Ray Wilson. So he's obviously a, an elderly guy, became an undertaker. An undertaker? An undertaker. Philippe Albert, who I remember playing for Tottenham. That was in the David Ginola days. And I think he played for Kevin Keegan when Kevin Keegan was the manager there as well. He now runs a fruit and veg business. Uh, and there's, there's one a former rugby player does that as well. J James Norton used to play for Lancer. Okay, where where's where's that? Where's the uh, if I remember, he's out. In, I'm gonna say either Dean's Grange or Monkstown, I think. But it, well, yeah, because there's fruit and veg and there's fruit and veg. Like a, a, my wife and I went out to Greystones recently uh, a couple of weekends ago, and it's the first time I'd seen that happy pear operation. Oh yeah, holy yeah. moly! Yeah, they're beasts. That's not. The but the small. shop, that that shop, it's huge. That's just like I mean, they have a massive warehouse. Do they? Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. they're they're. If somebody told me that, now. what you know, if and when uh, the media bubble finally implodes, if somebody told me that I, that uh, you know I was looking forward to a future something akin to that with a fruit and veg shop that was anything like the Happy Pear, mm. I'd be like, that's fantastic. I'm. But well, their story away. is great. I mean, th there's an example of mm. of guys who. Um, kind of just okay they went around the world and, and did a lot of things but they kind of just came back and said right mm. we're going to follow our passion that's going to be you know kind of a um okay um, they can definitely correct me if i'm wrong here but uh kind of like a a, a vegan vegetarian uh yeah. lifestyle mm -hmm. um we're going to have a shop like that and you know that's what we're going to do and then they kind of kept adding things around it and onto it and it was the combination of guys who are really passionate about what they want to do but also having the smarts to bring good people in to to you know do the best that they can not just mm -hmm. kind of do it as such and also and i genuinely mean this in the most positive respectful way they're kind of media whores i mean it, it, but they do it so so well but they're, it's, they're, it's, they're it's smart part of the game now no. yeah i mean they're 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 a brand themselves yeah. and you've got to like i mean just like uh, like just, uh, just like you are as 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 a journalist. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> and, yeah. Or you know the independent, or right. you know uh, you got to work with what you, you have. You, yeah, and and I mean, I mean, they're the only ones going to market themselves. You know what I mean? So, um, and they're very much at the front of the happy pair. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a good play on words and names and all this sort of them being uh, twins. And I think. That's what they got to do, but it's getting really interesting, especially last week when just when you're talking about branding and people mm. being brands. This whole uh, vlogger, 
thing, oh, and the ASDI stepping in, and influencers, yeah. and and that space. That's, That's really interesting. But it's yeah. it's just kind of funny how these are kind of problems now. Like mm. I, I was trying to, I was at a thing yesterday for World Rugby, and we we're talking, and I was like, like when I first started playing, social media was not around. No. Social media really didn't come into my career. Here, by the way, but no. pardon? You're yeah, well, yeah. Here, I mean, well, I had another one today where, or last week, um, I realised that I the gap between me and Stuart Lancaster is roughly the same as me and Jordan Lamar, who is twenty. Right. And yeah. So I was like, yeah. Right. And I and now this is now we're in 2018. It's not long before there's a kid who's born in Naughties on the training field with us. Yeah, my God. Well, of course, because, yeah, yeah. 2000, yeah, 2018. That's two decades after I was born. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that, that moment of making yourself feel old is brought to you by Jamie yeah, Eastwood yeah, and Adrian yeah. Wecker. I don't know where I was going with that one. Oh, um, Brands, that was it. Yeah, yeah Brands. Just one postscript on the social influencer thing. And I, I say this, I, I would have been quite critical of social influencers before. Uh, you know, there's this, uh, there's this recent story there. There's a um, a restaurant owner who was pitched by a social influencer. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was kind of a it was kind of a vulgar story, really. It was it was very awkwardly done. The social influencer in question wrote to or emailed, I yeah. think, the restaurant owner and said, "Hi, it was I a hotel, have, wasn't it? Uh, was it? A, oh, yeah. You're right. It is a hotel. Hi, I have uh, X amount of followers on this, that, and the other." I think it was like I have 70,000 followers here and I have 60,000 followers there. I would be willing to highlight your hotel if you gave us a free night there. Mm. And the hotel owner, which is perfectly his right to do, kind of thought this was incredibly cheeky. It's also kind of, I'm sick of all this crap. And yeah. he, he, you know, he, he kind of went on a thing online about it and highlighted it and called it out and everything. And a lot of people were giving him kudos. Now, can I just offer a sort of a devil's advocate? Yeah. Don't scream at me, folks, uh, counterpoint to this. And that is, supposing it had been Niall Horan, right, from One Direction, who has, what does he have, 20 million, whatever, 30 yeah. million, 50 billion followers. And supposing Niall Horan had emailed him and said, hi, I'm Niall Horan, it's a verified account. Um, I'd really love to stay in your hotel and I'd love to do a sort of a two-minute thing on my uh, uh, on my account. Now, I'm just wondering, I'm don't... Shout at me here, but I'm just wondering, would the hotel owner have taken as much umbrage if a major star with millions of followers had pitched him the same deal as the smaller influencer with, or quote unquote influencer, with a smaller number of followers? And if he, if he wouldn't have taken as much umbrage, then isn't the point really that the person pitching just didn't have enough followers? It's a good question to ask. Um, I, I'm not. I don't expect you to. No, no. But like, I mean, I can. I, I understand both sides of the coin. Yeah. Um, I can understand the the owner and and his position, and maybe he's frustrated. Uh, this has happened. It could have happened maybe on more than one occasion, mm. or he's seen it for other hotels or whatever. I, you know, I can understand his position. Um, and then on on the the influencers' uh, position, um, I mean. You know, not that I can understand this because I'm 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 not in that category. But we're we're, you know, I suppose professional sports people are in mm. are in it. No, you're visible uh, in a yeah a category where people might uh, know you and yeah. and there is I mean you don't oh, hide some, it. You are ambassadors for certain things and there's contracts in place and all sorts of stuff like that yeah. as well. Um, 
But look, I mean, it's it's so this whole space is so new and and young and not what we're used to. That mm. it takes a bit of figuring out here. Mm. Um, I mean, look, let's call a spade a spade here. It is a bit vulgar and cheeky to be emailing or calling people up and say, hi, I've got X amount of followers. Can you give me a free night? Like that, that there is a certain amount of chutzpah and neck to do that. Um, and it, it, it looks a bit kind of unseemly. On the other hand, like I talk to some companies and I look, I ask them bluntly where they get referrals from and where they get mm. uh, kind of custom from. And a lot of it is from... Um, Online and a lot of it's from Instagram and a lot of it's from Snapchat. Yeah, but that's marketing, you know. You know? Right, um, right. Be it right or wrong, I mean, you know, like anything. For some people, they mm. want to use it, use that way, and yeah. use that almost like peer-reviewed um, mm-hmm. thinking. I, I don't know. I'm no marketing expert. And others maybe don't like that space and mm-hmm. want it to happen uh, a lot more organically, maybe for want yeah. of a better word. And to be honest, it's each to their own. I mean, yeah. there's there's no there's no perfect way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because I remember um, kind of years ago, because mainstream journalists who often are very sniffy about social media uh, influencers, quote unquote, it's an unfortunate term, but that's the term that we've grown up with. Um, you know, <laughs> there are a couple of journalists around town who are not averse to trying to use their uh, their weight or their influence to try and you know, snag a free room here or a free this there or a free that the other, you know, and just it sometimes just kind of grates at me when I see some people on Twitter. And this isn't a pointed remark. I'm just making a general comment here about uh, how social media influencers are awful and they're kind of they're a sign of the times and everything. You know, it's just all media. There's there's a a very good uh, um. Susie Byrne, who's, who's a really uh, long-time excellent um, campaigner on disability rights mostly. But I remember one phrase she said once on radio, it really resonated with me. Uh, she said, look, social media, new media, it's just all media, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's that's what that's, we're dealing with that's here. That's what it is. It's know? just, it's, just uh, it's another channel. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's changed, mm. it's changed, like, it, it, take, take our sport, you mm. know, Step away, let's say, from social, but I'll just say digital in general mm-hmm. has has changed how the sport is consumed. Has changed how people enter their first touch point with the sport. Really? Yeah, you now have guys in a lot of the emerging markets who their first touch point is through sevens rugby in a highlight because it's just it's a highlight and it gets maybe served up to them via social yeah. or you know via the way these algorithms work when you're on YouTube Explore or whatever, or whatever mm-hmm. YouTube. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's their first touch point with it and then they kind of come into the sport get the, the sport pulls them in mm. you know um, and even how I call it that kind of water cooler moment like the conversation of, of rugby anyway in this country and in more has, has, has grown long after the game on a Saturday mm. it continues now into Sunday it continues into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday oh my god or through yeah, totally OTT services or on TV themselves or um, you know OTT has disrupted the way people are consuming a lot but like people now in the states can just sign up to rugby like I don't know one of these kind of services that you sign up to to watch live games in either our league like in the Pro 14 uh, Top 14 Mm -hmm. in France in the Premiership 
uh, European Cup, whatever it is, that you can sign up to all of them. I am I'm an NFL fan. I can sign up to the NFL and watch the games. I do I, that for I do that for baseball sometimes. Oh, there you go. I'm yeah, a Cubs fan. I remember the Cubs won the World Series two years ago. Oh, we um, were actually, there. Well, you were yeah. in Chicago at the time. <laughs> I that was when you beat New Zealand, the All Blacks. And I remember. Uh, uh, Everybody kind of going, like in Ireland, it was, everybody was going, you know, fantastic, we beat the All Blacks. And I was going, yeah, but the Cubs also won the World Series. And, well, uh, that put things in perspective. They had five million people came to the city of Chicago oh my, on the Friday before the game for the homecoming parade. But you, five million you, people. You have to know what that means to Chicago. Oh, yeah, but no, it just, I mean, well, the north side five of Chicago. million people, that's the whole island of Ireland was yeah. like, yeah. in the main street of Chicago. I mean, my dad, my dad is a Chicago, and so I was born in Chicago, and my, my dad uh, is American, lives in Chicago, so I have Great a lot city. of family who, who live there. He has been waiting all of his life. Now he, <laughs> so I, I would be a passionate Liverpool fan, but it's nothing compared to his, uh, to his passion for the Cubs. He listens to all the Cubs games, and that's like mm. four or five games a week, you know? Yeah. Um, and for him, this is, this is, I mean, this is... Well, it's like us and... and when you think about it, it's, kind of like it's, it's like us identifying with your parish in Gaelic football oh. or with your county yeah. or in, in, in rugby with your province. Yeah. Um, and then I hear as a nation, like when mm. I, we, we play in Tiddlywinks, you know, Ireland versus England, you know, and right. we go mad for it. Right. Um, I think people, there's a great book I just read by, what's the name, Sebastian, um, is it, is it Trugger? Trunger? No, he's, a, he's an American guy um, called Tribe. And it's okay. all about he he his first book was he's the guy who what's that movie George George Clooney the Storm is it uh, the Perfect Storm Perfect Storm yeah, yeah. he wrote that book mm-hmm. and um, he went as well to went around the world following different tribes different you know he spent a lot of time with Native uh, Americans mm-hmm. uh, and how he basically the whole premise of the book is how we identify with tribes and and that's the way we're built and you know you can't have more than what do they say 140 mm-hmm. people before you kind of lose the tribe and they have to go off and start again. Isn't it fun? I mean, it's so... And we're all in cities with people put together now <laughs> yeah. and that, and how that's not how we were... That's all down to the agricultural revolution because then we could settle a little before that. We were nomads and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen... <laughs> I don't know how we got into that I, well, I've <laughs> from seen digital pa- disruption. <laughs> well, I've seen passionate arguments between Liverpool and United fans who are based in Cork, right? Who may never have even been to the north of England. And yeah, but there's they can connect now. How, how much like this is where social is great. There are our, our digital disruptions is great, and how they how they're able to consume that sport now. They're able to look at little snippets online yeah. on social. That whole debate of who's getting traded or who's better than this, yeah. or and that conversation just plays out in social. And then you start connecting with these people, or having debates, or not having debates, or whatever it is, wouldn't happen before. Like I remember that dialogue tone when I'm trying to ring my brother when he was in. Like use Yahoo Messenger really early when oh he was in God. Japan. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Um, Do you know there are still people because you know the Yahoo offices down at the Point Depot here that's now rebranded as Oath, which is uh, it's because it's AOL, Yahoo, and Oath are all kind of part of the same business now, and the AOL met Yahoo Messenger side of the business still has something like like. 80 million users or 100 million users there's still it's still something like a top 10 uh, global internet uh, 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 traffic because so many people in the states in particular still use older it. people well because, yeah because they started using it or their older machines when you boot it up it, it, that's it, like I had my head blown away by uh, I was on a course in Harvard in the summer mm. and there was a guy who does a lot of business in Asia 
and he set up this WeChat group. And I was like, what? Oh, I was WeChat. like, why don't I was like, why don't you just use WhatsApp? Yeah. And he goes, no, 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 no. It's, that's he, he was like, no, you got to know about we, WeChat. And I was like, I have no idea what this is. And then he explained it and I was blown away. And then I read about it in it's, uh, a book called The Network Effect. Mm -hmm. And it was explaining um, where WeChat has come from. Yeah. And that whole yep. community. And then he was like, like the size of it I was like oh and you don't even know about it yeah that's where a lot of a lot of companies uh, in the west um, uh, are predicted to go that the Chinese are way ahead of us when it comes to but that to, whole community yeah. like they have their own form of cryptocurrency on it anyway mm -hmm. essentially mm -hmm. yeah um, and they're doing it in one of the most centralized economies in the yeah. world so there's kind of a, a lot of uh, a lot of irony there I want to ask you about um we're talking about tech. We're talking about business. <laughs> talking about everything here. <laughs> we're talking about everything here. Um, I have my notes here, but like we've gone way off script. Yeah, listen, <laughs> you know, fire in with any of your notes at, at, at any time. I'm sure they're good notes. Um, you know, sometimes it occurs to me that, uh, like, is a rugby player seen as a more natural <laughs> fit or partner for business or tech or whatever it is than other sports? And, and, and is that because there still is a perception there of coming from a private school base or whatever, or you know, is is there um, that is there that kind of demographic still? No, I I, I think you're, you're, you're like like you got to go work mm. when when you finish playing. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Um. So you got to. But it always seems like this. For example, the sponsorship of uh, rugby teams and rugby leagues. There was always like insurance companies, banks. There's that kind of a, a network effect in in rugby going on. Now I, I mean yeah. I met I met the Gooch. It's funny the, we're, we're in worldwide though. Yeah. Um, like we're not even in the top fifty, like numbers wise yeah. of like let's say per country the amount of fans in a country or have interest in rugby. Yeah. Um, we're not even in the top fifteen. Right. No, but I mean I mean I'm talking in, in Ireland. You know, like if I I'll go to different events right and at a business event for example it wouldn't be unusual if it's a financial services event for somebody when they approach first, when they want to make small talk mm. to say, oh, did you see the, the Leinster match? Or did you, well, you, oh, yeah, you well, I mean, I've seen that transform. Um, I mean, the game's only professional in Ireland, I think since 97. Mm. And, uh, but I've even seen a change. Like we've literally moved from playing in, in, uh, as Leinster playing in a ground in Donnybrook that might have had a couple of thousand at mm. it to now like we can play we now have a home uh, quarterfinal in Europe mm. they're probably going to sell that out that's going to be 51, 52,000 yeah, yeah 51, 52,000 people um, we have potentially might have a home semi-final which would be the same again and mm. um, we played Munster just before the November series with 45, 46,000 people something like that so you know mm. what I mean like the, the volume of people coming to these games um, has changed dramatically and that's kind of because when the game became professional essentially we're one of the few professional games in the country um, and coincidentally we don't rival the other big one of the other biggest sports is GA and hurling mm. uh, we're at completely different times mm. and they kind of they actually complement each other when you're when I was younger I played both sports I played all three sports yeah. because they can't you just you want to you want to play like so yeah. September through till uh, April, May when you're younger or April when you're younger you're playing rugby and then the season kind of kicks up I suppose in January, February in, in GA and in, in your club scene you start playing as well with them and you end up on a Saturday like 
Saturday, your parents are probably loving it. You know, you're training mm. twice a week with a GA team, twice a week with a rugby team, and you're playing a Saturday, Sunday, and you're absolutely knackered and you're staying out of trouble. Yeah. Um, and yeah. they love it. And I think, it's, it's kind of going off track, but I, I, I think um, because there's been so much investment into the sport that it's being it's becoming quite popular in mm. the sport. And we're getting lots of new fans and lots of... Lots of column well, one, inches are being given up to it. Yeah. One um, thing that does that has always struck me about the rise of rugby, and I, I would be personally primarily more of a, a football fan by by origin, but is uh, there seems to be a, a better mix of male and females fans in rugby than maybe soccer. Now, not GAA because GAA has a huge, really? yeah. a huge female fan. Uh, and who is it? Um, oh, what's the online company? Littlewoods have really. It's Little Wolves, isn't it? and I think Little um, have, have sponsored um, for the GA, is it? GA and uh, Camogie, I think. Yeah, um, and they've done some really cool stuff around elevating uh, women in sport. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly enough, uh, women's rugby is the fastest growing participation um, sport or s- section in mm-hmm. rugby itself. Um, but the, I mean, and that's terrific participation. But in terms of the fans, oh, like, sorry, but this I mean, it to, has kind of a knock-on effect. If I, I go, to, if I go to Anfield, for example, um, there's a much more, there's a much less hostile, aggressive atmosphere now in an English football ground than there would have been 15 years ago. But it's still probably 90-10 male female. Whereas I don't know, it seems to me certainly at a GAA, it's probably 60-40. It's there's a, or even 50-50. And a rugby it seems to be getting closer to that there, there's a there's a bigger female yeah, demographic I, you in know me. luckily enough I haven't had to sit in the crowds too much right. um, over the last while uh, mind you I've sat in the crowd enough over this last year driving me mad but yeah. um, the I, I don't know what the reason is I don't know the reason is, yeah. is it, it could well, be it could be because maybe you know both the, the GAA and, and rugby are, are really investing into grassroots. Grassroots You know social, what I mean? Yeah. And, and and into the community and mm-hmm. they want to be part of the community mm-hmm. and like I'm, my, my minis, my underage club is NACE and they have a huge, huge minis um, participation in it and I don't know, maybe that's because then, mm. you know, the, the kids playing it want to go to the games that, you know, they're watching on TV or they want to go see their senior team play and their mom brings them around and then their mom gets an interest in the sport maybe and so on and so forth. And um, yeah, I I don't have the answer, but I just, it's, 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 it's great for our sport to be so, um, I'm sorry, and GEA and all Mm. sports to be so open and kind of accepting of, of everyone, no matter, you know, Creed, color, age, race, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, straight, gay, whatever. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. um, that all sports are so kind of open. And I think Irish people in general have really leaned into having that yeah. open acceptance. Yeah, it's a generational yeah. thing as well. Um, a couple more questions. Um, do you find yourself, are you courted a lot by business? Uh, I, I do, yeah. I, I, I tend to get the uh, uh, like if I go to where, where was I last week? I was Pendulum Summit last week. Oh yeah, Frankie um, Sheen. And I got I got pitched at that. Um, right. How did you? Because we I should say we were an official media partner of the Pendulum Summit. Yeah. And we were last year as well. Um, 
I so it was my first time going there. So right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And did was it kind of like a, everybody get up on their hands and start no, waving I, their um, arms? Or? No, I heard it was like that when Tony Robbins arrived. Yeah, I, I think heard, it literally was. But I heard Tony that. Robbins was impressive in the fact that for five or six hours he didn't stop. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's he 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 he's a he's a bit of a machine. phenom. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think if you watch that documentary on Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can see the work that he puts into that whole yeah. show, uh, yeah. which is impressive. But um, I really liked it. It was like, I mean, a lot of people talking about it. It was quite, you know, it, the, the stuff I saw was quite business heavy, which right. was great. Um, then you had people like Keith Barry came on, who scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's he's come into camp a couple of times and he just freaks me out. Really? Uh, he's a lovely lad, but I'm like, Get away from me! You're going to like I don't know what you're doing. And does it does it we work? actually end up playing poker with him, and he wasn't too bad. Oh really? Yeah. He no, well, then that's because that's the acid test. So if he can win at poker, then it's then it's it's totally legit. It's proper, real. He's he 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 has an extra dimension to his psychic yeah. ability. Yeah. Oh well, um, he's uh, he's big into the science of right. all manner. Like he's looking for triggers, is he? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, he'll. I mean, you'd have to talk to him. Yeah. Um, I remember once I, I think it was his show he had a show in the Olympia this was, would have been 15 years ago or so when he was starting out and they picked a few people from the audience to come up on the stage and I was one of the people picked and it was there was sort of 10 of us and 5 of us were just saying 5 of us were to be eliminated and he walked by us and this was going to be where we would stand on the stage and you know ultimately for the crowd the, the end result was going to be you know bark like a dog yeah. honk like a seal whatever and he looked each <coughs> one of us in the eye <laughs> and then told five of us to go to back to the audience. And I was one of the five told to go back to the audience. And part of me couldn't help thinking that it was because he just saw that I was, I maybe wasn't going to be that into it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm not sure. Certainly the result for the other five people who stayed on stage, they did bark like a dog and, and they <laughs> honked like a seal. So obviously, you know, it, it worked. Was, look, the stuff that he did, did and stuff that I've seen him do is is it's impressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, but come back to the pendulum summit uh, and and getting pitched. Mm. I, I think I I don't really I, I'm polite to most people. Like you right. like the one thing I learned early on is you like you got to get polite and nice at saying no. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. There's not a lot of like I've I've kind of done not that I've done it but like I've invested in a couple of things. I've kind of. Op- I'm open myself up to enough risk that I'm uh, comfortable with myself mm-hmm. and um, kind of the portfolio is spread enough for my liking right. and it's like right let's let's just see let's kind of double down on mm-hmm. on what's working now and, and go with them and, and let's try and make them work via either uh, an exit of some sort a buyout of some sort an IPO or, uh, or the company goes on and does really well and spits out dividends mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it is yep. Um and I've kind of spread it out across various um, and different businesses, and mm-hmm. that's kind of my thinking on it. You know, my main goal playing rugby was to, at the end of it, have a house that I didn't think I would would have, and it, you know, mm-hmm. it nearly paid off. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I could, you know, just remove that financial burden, which I think is the biggest one in most people's lives, uh, yeah. and then be able to follow whatever I'm. I'm whatever I'm kind of passionate about because I've done that for now. I've done it for 13 years so far now, mm-hmm. and uh, I've seen the result of 
of kind of doing that to be honest so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm that's what i'm 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 gunning for and i quite haven't ha haven't hit it you know i mm. i have found things that i like um a lot of the things that i've invested in are things that i like mm. uh, and i'm into but i don't think i'm into them enough to get into it so you're not going to be a vc He's, he slipped partners. <laughs> hey, if one of them want to come along and, and let me get involved, maybe, yeah. I don't know. Um, but like, um, I, I don't know. But then, I don't like VCs are going to be challenged with this whole blockchain thing. Again, I had my head blown off by this whole ICO thing. Mm. And they, they, they yeah, kind of so. uh, got me up to date in this initial coin offering that people are now doing to raise a lot of money. Oh my God. Did you just say initial coin offering? Is that what they oh say? Oh my God. Yes, it is. Absolutely. It's ICO. But isn't that that's that's the trigger that always sets people off either they're yeah i can see this becoming a big thing or oh you just said the you just said the ico word some people hate icos they <laughs> they think that this is the ultimate in the tulip uh, kind of bubble well I, I mean i i do understand i get that's what i said when they explained mm. it to me first i was like sounds like a scam yeah um but then if it is something that my understanding is that if you can do something of transactional value mm -hmm. then it kind of makes sense because you can tie mm. it to something yeah it's basically just a share in something or it's, yeah but it's not a share it's a div it's an it's an asset you know yeah um that's the that's the thing they try to explain that you don't yeah. actually get ownership of no, the company uh, no and and ultimately there's a big debate over whether we should regard cryptocurrencies as actually as an asset or as a trading currency mm. or as something else entirely but sure have we done it for years with if it's not salt, it's oh, barley, yeah. it's something, or oh. gold, whatever. We've done it for centuries. Oh, for sure. And and that's, again, what maybe a lot of people are trying to get their head around. But then, you know, uh, a lot of people who are buying into it now are kind of just buying into it, hoping that it'll raise by, you know, it'll go oh, up by 300% yeah, yeah, and sell yeah, it. You, yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, you have AirPods in your hand there? I have AirPods, yeah. I mean, I'm like tech-wise, I like a lot of Apple stuff. Yeah, I like the closed environment and the closed no, we world of it all working. That, have you? He hates me for it. Okay. Um, but I mean, we travel a lot, so. Um, but you don't use AirPods. You 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 you'd need overhead noise cancelling. Yeah, uh, when we travel, I'm I I've got Bose with me. The Bose noise cancelling stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, they're pretty good. They're they're class. Yeah. Um, they're great. And I kind of like. I actually made a list. I was like, I wonder what the tech I would bring with me is yeah. this iPad, uh -huh. a Mophie charger. Oh, very good. Yeah. Their class. Uh, iPad Pro, obviously. Mm -hmm. Universal charger. Mm -hmm. And then once I have my iPhone, I'm kind of good tech-wise. Okay. You haven't because you can get your movies on this. You can use your phone. Mm -hmm. You know, load it all up. Make sure you have your data you ROM and you all that sort of You ordered a Tesla yet, have you? Uh, well, no. I'm in a pretty tech... I'm I'm... I drive uh, a Land Rover or a Range Rover, depending. Oh, and, okay. Uh, well, you're I, one of those. I, I tried out that new Velar, and that's right. impressive with you the know, tech that's I, inside it. I, Did you like I, it? You, you would have a... Which, which? Did you try the Velar yet? No. You no. sound like a man that doesn't like... No, no. I, I like You would have an absolutely legitimate reason for driving a large uh, 4x4 because... You know, your certain height, whatever, you're 6'4", yeah. yeah, whatever. Um, I have to tell you that a lot of guys I see driving around in Range Rovers. <laughs> Can they get in? Landers, well, they're struggling, they're huffing and puffing, <laughs> they're getting out, and they're not 6'4", you know? And uh, or, or, you know, some of the, not just men, women as well, yeah. you know, who, who, who drive them. Uh, 
frequently around the uh, the boroughs of South Dublin, you know. Um, what do you drive? I <laughs> I drive a Volkswagen Golf Estate. That's what I drive. Very I, proper. No, I do, and it is very proper, and I love it. And I'll I'm tell surprised. You, no. I thought you were going to have a Telsa. No, 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 not, or like, not a Tesla. And I, uh, I, I, an electric car. Or? I can't drive an electric car in Ireland. I love electric cars. If I had my choice. Uh, of, of technology and vehicles it would definitely be electric car I was an early convert to the Nissan Leaf love uh, Volkswagen's e-Golf absolutely fantastic the power out of them is incredible you'll dust almost anything on the road mm. uh, 0 to 60 miles an hour I love it when you're up at a set of traffic lights and you're in the Nissan Leaf which looks like a dowdy little car and some guy some print cartridge salesman turn, you know, uh, pulls up in his 12D BMW 3 Series thinks he's hot shit he's got the spike hair and everything and the lights go and you look over he looks over and you just dust him and he doesn't know why you know it's great <laughs> love the electric cars for that okay and they're really smooth and I love the tech and I'm a big believer in the environment uh, in the environmental tech behind it the problem is the distance the range okay I, mean, I drive to Mayo a lot can you and get I, there in one charge no really nothing close well so can where I Tesla I'd, get there in one charge can any of them uh, a Tesla could, a Tesla uh, Model X could, uh, the Series 3 don't think could. Series 3, is that the Jeep one? No, that's the new one that they just, they've just, the Tesla 3, that they've just announced. That's a small, that's about the oh, size. Oh, it's like a sedan. Is that yeah, it's yeah. like a small, it'd be like smaller than a Ford Mondeo. And that can go, I think, about maybe... 250 miles maybe now in ideal circumstances mm. now where I drive to is Belmullet and it's 325 kilometres which in theory that Tesla could get there but your Nissan Leaf your Volkswagen they don't they won't get there Okay. and then you're relying on some dusty town dusty old kind of electric charger that may or may not be working mm. in Roscommon town or something you have to travel a lot then you have to wait there for an hour while it recharges well, so, I, 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 I think um, it's definitely something that uh, they're all uh, aware of, mm. that it's something we're going to have to consider. And mind you, I was watching Black Mirror and every episode of Black Mirror, all the cars are electric. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> true, actually. Yeah. Um, which was which was an interesting an interesting kind of thing, but it was it's interesting to see what people like Tesla and, and that. And it's actually interesting seeing how technology is transforming that mm. um, energy efficient uh, space. Um, again, I I got involved with another company in that space. Oh, did you? Um, Who's that? Urban Vault. Oh yeah, Urban Vault. There's solar. solar uh, well, we started right? off with LED lights. Yeah. Um, kind of light as a service, and now we're doing energy as a service. Uh, we're uh, same kind of way that we install the lights. We're doing the same thing with solar panels now. Okay, so it's like a grid rival. It's so the, the idea there um, would be to. Uh, LED lights, for example, we will install them, retrofit them, whatever, at our cost to us. Mm -hmm. We will repair them at a cost to us for five years. Mm -hmm. um, we know we're going to save you a certain amount in electricity bill, and we just take a, you know, take a, a share of your savings of your electricity bill, basically. Mm -hmm. And um, then after five years, they're all yours. Do you think solar in a few years' time will be a bigger thing than it is? Well, it's, I think it's something that's going to have to be... Well, you mean you look at the... The investments that, that have been made into it, it's getting become more... Um, Elon Musk believes in it. Well, yeah, it's he becoming, more, it's becoming more efficient, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, the technology and the cost technology is coming down, making it more accessible to people. Um, the stuff he was doing with the, the, the tiles that are 
Yeah. Uh, solar panels. Yeah. And, and like, that was insane. And and we talked about the Tesla 3. So that the roof on the Tesla 3 is a solar roof. So it actually collects yeah. sunlight. As I mean, he's doing some, he's he's challenging some, some, some really interesting concepts. Like that whole... Like the truck, th- the the oh the new the new the, the what new do they call them in America? Semi, the yeah the semis, whatever yeah. the big massive trucks. Yeah, like that was insane. Has one st- it has one seat with the steering wheel, so it's it's literally kind of a cockpit, and it's got a giant screen and very few levers or anything. It, it, it and is it's electric, straight out isn't of the it? Future. It's totally electric. Yeah, and and it's being built as well uh, to be used as much in. Uh, self-driving mode as manual driving mode so but he's basically setting the ground here for a fleet of thousands tens of thousands of self-driving trucks that just drive through the night on on dust on highways across the states um it, it's kind of it's in one way it's a dystopian future but another way it makes total sense i mean if you can build a self-driving vehicle that delivers that carries cargo relatively safely on big sort of safe roads then mm. what you know why wouldn't you do it yeah yeah and then but then it's 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 like then you see stuff like like what boston dynamics are doing oh my and gosh, that, the robots oh my god they're coming to get us they are they're coming to get us <laughs> yeah that one that freaked me out where the where it kind of hopped up in a lot of boxes and then somersaulted and did a flip a backwards flip oh yeah. like like yeah good yeah. luck I know that's Skynet and RoboCop built oh. into one. What was the name of the company in RoboCop that the Detroit uh, that was based that built Robo? I can't remember. It'll come to me there. But uh, yeah, and yet you know what? I really like the idea of robots. I'm totally alone here. My colleagues in the end will scream at me whenever I say it. <laughs> but I really like the idea of robots. I think it's gonna they're gonna make life so much easier. I think I think I'm never gonna have to fold my laundry again. One of the devices I was looking at at CES was a laundry sorting and folding machine. Now, how did it do that? Well, because it's not it's not a humanoid robot with arms and legs yeah. that goes, "Thank you, sir." Yeah, you obviously, look well, rollers sir. and all sorts of things, is it? Yeah, no, you know, you actually you take your bundle of washing, you basically dump it into this small bay. It then has little hooks and levers and it picks stuff up identifies it visualizes what it is and then starts to fold it appropriately you know what were, the, what were the takeaways from uh, CES voice technology uh, another that's, that's scary the scary thing voice technology yeah well it's 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 scary uh, but on the other hand and again I'm going to revert to my kind of tech stereotype here I love it I love the idea of walking into my house uh, walking up to my front door saying unlock door right door unlocks I walk yeah. in lights on Heat on, kettle yeah. on, yeah. TV on, radio on. Actually, no, not the radio. Uh, podcast on, give me the big tech show. Boom. Love it. Love it. Love that whole idea. I love being able to sit in a but car. who's listening? What? Who's listening? Well, to the big tech show, come on. Lots of people No, no, listening. yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but like that, I mean, I, and I, I believe like smart homes and stuff yeah. like, was another talking point. And I'm, not, I'm with you. I like... I like the idea of that of yeah. where things are seamless and smooth and it's all hidden away and you don't have to worry about it. You're like, oh, hey, what do they call that one? Alexa. Yeah. Hey, Alexa, turn on TV there for me, will you? And stick on yeah. the rugby, right? Uh-huh. And it comes. You know what I mean? And you never have to worry about maybe see, maybe your, the heat because it kind of has learned from you yep. and it's all efficient and energy efficient. Mm-hmm. Get that. Mm-hmm. But having a concert microphone in your house or like even the cameras and stuff like that, like that, 
scares me. And I've read I've read too many books where I'm like, no, you basically you've been watching Black Mirror. That's your. But book. Black Mirror freaked me out. Yeah. Uh, I will I will take that. Like I'm I'm renovating a house right now, and right. I it was a, a question I had to ask myself like, am I going to make this a, a smart home? Am That's I going to have a, a an internet of you know everything's going to be connected to this that and the other and i was like no you're not going to do it no i'm not analog um, house well i mean we will have the house will be efficient mm-hmm. uh be energy efficient and we'll use technology there but i'm not going to be i'm not going to have alexa in my house you see um, oh, by the way i should say and i should apologize to listeners here because every time we say the a word oh okay. the a word it will set off devices in some of your house i do realize that alexa, 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 i only alexa, realized alexa, it alexa it alexa actually, <laughs> it actually happens it actually happens on radio when you're talking about voice technology and okay you got the a word but you also have the s word for yeah. apple i'm not going to say it and then you have um google you, you have well, okg yeah and you know what g means and when you say those words on a national radio station, literally thousands of devices start, you know, you know they, they you have that life. power. Anyway, anyway, anyone has that power. This point. But um, no, but yeah, is it scary? Will someone hack? You know what? I'm kind of thinking, though, and maybe you are thinking this in a different way, but I'm thinking of this. In, I don't like what's what's the big what can they hack into in my home? Me sort of telling a dirty joke or you know I mean what no but like let's say you have small children in the house yeah yeah uh, so and I mean there's good people out there like I mean mm. we're not going but there's there's like that's one example or maybe mm. let's say someone's kind of scoping your house out are they going to rob that house or not What? Have you, how can they get in that's a fair point I mean um, all these so, smart locks like I'm going to have a bad boy five point locking system with a dirty choke yeah. key as well like you know what I mean although uh, look to be honest if, if somebody is smart and they're ahead of the game as a burglar anyway I'm kind of thinking they're probably going to be able to get into so you're kind of you're thinking regardless if someone wants to get into your house or take information through whatever means they're going to do it I sort of think they will now they're not going to get into my house for one specific reason I have a big dog yeah oh a well, big I, dog I'm, she's a yeah. big dog what and time she, I'm a big dog guy she's um, she's a Labradoodle. No, she's actually she's a cross between a Labrador and a giant poodle. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, she's it's a Labrador. big dog. She is a big dog, and she has a very throaty bark. She's the friendliest dog in the world, but whenever she sees a shadow, she'll bark her head off, annoys the neighbors, but it reassures me hugely. Mm. So they're not getting into my house. But even if I didn't have Rosie, if we, even if Rosie wasn't in the house, um, I just think that if they really wanted to get into the house, they probably could. And in the sort of the overall scheme of things, does adding you know voice you know, an Amazon Echo or Google Home or... I don't know so much about smart cameras. I take your point there. I don't really know. Maybe... Like, they're great for security. External yeah. ones, maybe, that are monitor- centrally monitored or something like well, that. Well, there's the there's that whole... And I know Nest are going heavy into that space yeah, recently. Yeah, and there's the smart doorbells. Like, there's, I think, is yeah. it called the Ring? The smart doorbell. And what that does is has a tiny little camera and when somebody approaches, not even if they ring the Yeah, it the recognizes device, them, doesn't it? No, I don't know if it recognizes them, but it sends you... Uh, when somebody approaches your door, it sends you an alert on your phone, wherever you are, either in the house or externally mm. outside. So you can tell somebody's coming up to your house. Now, I do have some reservations on that from a sort of a, a privacy and a civil rights point of view in that maybe it's a little bit creepy. If I'm going up to somebody's door, is it creepy if they're filming me as I'm coming up to their door? It probably is. But do I feel secure? If I live in a, if I buy 
like there's a lot of renovation going around here, you know, in, in this in the inner city at the moment. If I live here and if security is one of my concerns, do I feel a bit more secure if I have some sort of a security camera in the doorbell? Yeah, I probably do. Mm. You know, I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, there's 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 pluses and minuses to it all. Like yeah. anything, like like everything we've talked on here, like social media, like mm-hmm. anything. Um, You're not going to buy into anything until you stop watching Black Mirror. Well, Black Mirror was, well, Netflix is one of the like, top apps that I use mm. and uh, like that was I love that I, like, what's I, the worst I, what's the most terrifying episode you saw in Black Mirror yeah, the one that I had to actually stop watching was I think it's the most recent season yeah. it's um, it's the one oh yeah uh, is it the woman who is it Andrea Riceborough is that the one where no it's the it's, it's the American bloke American bloke he goes around the world he ends up in London um, oh no and I haven't he, seen that he one he needs yet. to he oh yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, our sound engineer hasn't seen it, so yeah, he's, so he he's really, requesting. Yeah, he's we have no spoilers. Like. <laughs> no spoilers. There is one without giving any spoilers. There's one that stars the English actress Andrea Riesborough, um, who plays a woman who just gets into an unfortunate series of events, and she ends up yes committing to. And yes. Oh my! It, it, it's yes. so grim. It's the grimmest thing you'll ever see. That's dark. Yeah. Uh, and it uses technology in a very grim way. On the other hand, it's one of the most, I think it's one of the most powerful performances you'll see in a TV program this year. So it well, is I, worth watching. I, I, like that's, I, I like how the way that that has, take Netflix, for example, mm. has leveraged the other technology, literally standing on the shoulder of yeah. giants in terms of people who've created this technology mm. that are capable to do this and have empowered uh artists essentially to go don't worry about you know getting the pilot and the pilot has to have certain ratings don't worry about anything like that they back them here you go yeah make it yeah do what you want make it Mm -hmm. and I don't know if they're able to predict that that's going to work with their analytics I'm sure it plays a role in it and they Mm -hmm. know the kind of genre that they want to go into but like that's that kind of stuff I just find. Talk, by the way, there is a creepy side to that as well. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Um, I talked to some of the Netflix executives two years ago at CS and they were outlining how they were able to predict your uh, behavior and your personality and what you would do based on not only what you chose, but at what point that you would stop watching. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of behavioral, yeah. you know. It's like Google, isn't it? Like, I yeah. mean, the amount of data that Google take in they're able to predict that there's going to be a flu epidemic coming, yeah. you know, weeks yeah. in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of stuff. I mean, that's kind of scary, but it's kind of really cool uh, at the same time. <laughs> Last question. In 10 years' time, we're staying on tech here. 10 years' time, talking of Google and Facebook, Ooh, yeah. who's going to be the top dog? Is it going to be Google, yeah. Facebook, Apple, like some Tesla-style company or someone we haven't thought of yet? Oh. Well, I think... Now, full disclosure, I've done two internships in Google. So okay, um, you did just, two internships in Google. Yeah, yeah. As an adult male or as yeah, a kid? Yeah, as recently, my last one was during the summer last summer, two thousand seventeen. What was that um, like? Really interesting. Um, my first one I did was, I um, I I went to the Dublin office here and I went around <clears throat> all the different areas. I thought it was just going to literally be SME sales there, mm-hmm. but um, they were way more. Yeah. And then that there, uh, really fascinating. My f- first day was just in the engineering block as well, which was fascinating to meet all those guys. Um, 
And were they ordering you for around for coffee and stuff? Hey, hey, slip. Well, I, like, I asked for two sugars. N- none of them. None of them. Very few of them knew um, anything about rugby. Oh. And and the office in general, because there's so many nationalities in the office, yeah. um, in the different buildings that are there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you walk around and no one knows who you are, um, which was refreshing, I yeah. suppose. Um, but it was really interesting. I, the second time I went back, I ended up spending a lot of time with their um, doing with the large customer sales team in uh, for Ireland and how the data insights they're able to 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 get and use and empower different companies and all that sort of thing. But coming away from that, I actually I think um, I think Google are going to be really interesting going forward because they've inv- they've invested. I know they changed the whole company to mm. uh, Alphabet now, and and but the different moonshot ideas that mm. they've invested in mm. um even though like their main business is sales it's sales yeah, yeah and that's where they get most of their revenue from they're not afraid to you know Did take you a see, punt although uh, facebook are doing uh, like sorry, facebook are doing some really interesting stuff in that space mm-hmm. as well um and elon musk with his ambition uh, mars like mars yeah go to spe- like I mean, of all of the companies, that's out to be there. fair to Elon Musk, that's the most, uh, that's the one that is kind of, you talk about a moonshot, it's literally a moonshot. Like, I, I watched that one, I think National Geo did it, didn't they? They did that they kind of, I, I don't know what they call it, it wasn't a documentary, but it was in mm. that kind of style where mm. they cut between the future and the yeah. present. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of mixed it all up and like Elon Musk was on it. Yeah. And uh, it was like. So you think it could be a, a combination or it's, it's just, we I, well, I, I just like the ambition of some of them. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, Did you see, by the way? Uh, well, Consensus, though, is a company I've been told to look out for. Consensus. Big in the crypto space, yeah. Okay. And using blockchain technology, not. Yeah, we're coming back to crypto. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's, okay. it's obviously been a talking point for the last but while. But you haven't mentioned Apple. Um, Nobody ever really mentions Apple as being potentially the biggest company in five or 10 the, years. Everything they do is a remix. And, and and people sort of think, okay, well, they do the iPhone, they do the iPad, they do the MacBook, they do this. So that's, we know what they are. And people, oh, it's saturated now, it's saturated now. And then they keep coming back, though, and they keep either increasing sales or adding some other component. Like I was reading the other day that their services, uh, like the apps, app sales, they make something like $11 billion yeah. a year. Yeah, what a great that. business, though, right? They don't, make, they don't make a single app. But they, they make, take 30% of everything. <laughs> they take, you know, make billions off apps. Yeah. What a great business. You know? <laughs> I mean, like, uh, and also smaller things. Same with like, the music. I mean, they provide music, but don't yeah. provide music. But also, like, things like the watch. So, like, yeah. you talk to some people and they say, oh, the watch <clears> is a bit of a flop. Actually, the watch as a standalone business, I think it's the biggest selling watch in the world now. It's yeah, the but most sorry, revenue. Um, I say everything, everything they do is a remix. Yeah. Which is kind of true. But they just, they learn they hone and they, they don't hone. they don't not that mm. they're not they're not they wouldn't be first adopters no, if you think they about it never are but they sit back yeah they look they go okay how can we make this better they come out with a better or a more beautifully aesthetically beautiful version yeah and they yeah. think about it. they think about how you use it how it mm. you know how it the touchy feely mm-hmm. part of it even yeah. though most of it is like now yeah. you, you're touching it less and less um, for the listeners we are not well certainly I'm not an <laughs> Apple fanboy I have all systems just in case you're 
Yeah, but I've I, you know what, and I tried not. I tried Samsungs, mm. and I just didn't like them. Oh, they're decent. I mean, they're they're really good, and the, the cameras on particular cameras on Samsung phones, the S8, S8 Plus, the the Note 8, are absolutely out of this world. Mm. The form factor is lovely as well, and arguably they have led the designer. Uh, the design um, path. They definitely with, pushed. Yeah, they've they pushed. pushed it with the yeah. the bezelless phones, with the infinity displays and everything. But then Apple comes out with the iPhone 10, oh. and you look at it, and you kind of it, it is a beautiful device. It but it's really like is. what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Like I, I love my Land Rover Discovery. Right. 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 But you're not a fan, so it's kind of it's like not that I'm not Apple, a fan. I just but I apples dr- and oranges. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and also, I have one minor reason. I, I used to drive which was a hairdresser's car, I admit. I used to drive a Mazda MX-5, the convertible two-seater, and I know that's a bit of a hairdresser's car, but I don't care. I loved it, and the one thing it was brilliant at was corners, and at corner. Every Mazda owner has always said it's that. It's fantastic. Like, oh, the ro- was it a rotary engine or something they used to go no, on about? No, 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 it was, it, it was it nothing amazing about the engine. It wasn't even that fast. It was just a beautiful little thing <laughs> to drive. And to be fair to the Golf, I'll say this for the Golf, and a Golf Estate mm. as well, brilliant on corners that low the first car I ever bought was a Golf GTI oh well that's a hell of a first car to buy I mean that's okay it was after my but you're in your Land Rover contract I think yeah I'd say so <laughs> you're not uh, like in your Land Rover you're when you're taking a corner you must if you're taking any speed you must be saying a bit of a prayer and new one's pretty good okay there's a lot of tech in, in the new ones and I'm really interested to see what they do with the um, mm-hmm. defender the new defenders when they bring them out but uh, oh, a, yeah I mean but well, I, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, they're, a farm they're, they're, a mountain. They're, I might have it, you know. And they're, bi- they're big. They're they can be big boys. Yeah. Um, if I was going on safari in De- Dakar, the Paris Dakar race or something, maybe. <laughs> you know. Well, no, I've, I've look. I mean, I, I have been praying for snow so I can like use that snow. <laughs> Please, button. no, so I can show off <laughs> the virtues of my car. Uh, but no, look, I, I look, I love them. There's a lot of space mm. for me. I, right. Um, easy for me to get in, get out. Um, right. Well, look but, on, on yeah. that on that positive note. I think uh, we're we're going to uh, we're going to wrap this up for today. Yeah, sorry, uh, I my, keep talking. No, my my heartfelt thanks to Jamie Heaslip for coming today to talk about tech, business, startups, uh, and crypto and everything else in between. I hope you can come back and, and join us some other time. And um, for listeners, thank you very much for again as always downloading, listening, or or streaming. Uh, please do hit subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud or whatever podcast engine you use and if you have a moment it would be terrific if you would stop and leave us a review or a rating from me adrian weckler that's all we have time for this week talk to you next time